very special season of Quest Me. My name is Josh, and I'm your host and the creator of the Twist My Arm Network. What's the TMA Network, you ask? It's a network of podcasters specializing in all sorts of pop culture nonsense. We have Marvel Cannon Madness, some inevitable rewatch, best flicks with Ricky D, and of course, Quest Me. You can find all of those shows at twistmyarm.net. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching for the Twist My Arm podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Twist My Armcast and follow Quest Me on Twitter at Quest Me TMA. We do like to go live and talk about all of our favorite pop culture nonsense. Go to youtube.com slash twist my arm podcast, smash that like button, and ring that bell to get notified every time we are live. Okay, with all of that out of the way, let's move on to what you're here for, what you clicked on this podcast for, why you're listening to Quest Me. On this special three-episode series, Justin and I are joined by literature aficionado Phil to discuss the first book in the original Star Wars Legends series. It's written by Timothy Zahn, and it's called Heir to the Empire. It's the first installment of Star Wars The Thrawn Trilogy, and it was first published in May 1991 by Bantam Spectra. The novel is set in 9 ABY, that means after the Battle of Yavin, or five years after Star Wars Return of the Jedi. It introduces the trilogies and sagas, I think, greatest villain, Grand Admiral Thrawn. This is also the first time that Justin has read this book. And I know Phil and I are really excited to hear how he likes it and how this book has held up over the years. On this first episode, we're going to discuss what the Legend series meant to us, how it shaped Star Wars today, and get our first initial impressions of Heir to the Empire. I want to thank you all for joining us on this special journey through some of my favorite books. Um, I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. And if you haven't read this series yet, Make sure to do so. It is well worth the read. Just go to Amazon, go to Walmart.com, also Barnes and Noble, wherever you want to go. You can find these books. Um, they have audiobooks. Uh, there's even some really cool YouTube videos. Um, I know we discussed that in the show, and I will put those links in the show notes so you can all enjoy this series the same way we are. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done bantering. Let's get into this. Uh, first discussion of Heir to the Empire by Timothy Zahn. Enjoy, friends. Thank you again for joining us. of it and it had the map at the end of it ah uh, yeah you remember that map that they did oh man <laughs> i remember the first time i saw a map of like the star wars galaxy <laughs> with like the hyperspace lanes Fucking and everything awesome. mapped out it's like holy <laughs> shit what so is cool. this but uh, it had the it had the whole best. list of things so it like i think at that here's point where the, this takes place here's yeah. where this takes place and i think the truce at bakura had like the, just was the first one the one that would be right after return of the jedi it wasn't mm -hmm. the first like legends book to come no, out obviously no but it was like but it the was the canonically it was. it was like the day after yeah. the battle of endor that they pick up the distress beacon from bakura right 
and, and it's like, oh shit, we got an imperial distress call coming in. We got to go do something about it. And I that no shit was what cool you guys because talking about. Oh man, I think, the Siruk, well, dude, the the Siruk were just they were <laughs> did, they were dinosaurs. They reference like they, so they, they were like dinosaur kind of aliens. Um, that's but, right. Yeah, hang on. And in in Thrawn, didn't they reference the Truce of Bakura or something? Or or Truce of Bakura no. had something that Truce had to do Bakura, with the Thrawn series. Truce of Bakura, like kind of reverse introduces some characters who actually first showed up in Heir to the Empire. That's what I. That's kind of what I meant. Was that they yeah, had things in there that were from Heir to the Empire because all those authors like talk to each other. Yeah, no. they were all uh, Kevin Anderson and Timothy Zahn and Claudia. What's her name? Claudia. Gray. Gray, thank you. Um, they they all like communicated with each other and made this story together. Yeah, no, there was a huge, huge uh, cooperative effort. Yeah, and, and Lucas was a part of it a little bit too. Like he liked was he those really? things. He wasn't. Was like, he, he really though? He wasn't a part of it, but he allowed it. Like he was okay with it. Yeah, and then, no, he he still yeah. signed off on everything. I didn't right. know that. I didn't know he put his uh, like hey, this is okay stamp. Yeah. And later on, obviously, I think his agreement was that, like, you guys can do all this and I'll, like, approve it. But, like, if I want to change it later, I'm going to change it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, to me, I think that's a big reason why he sold to Disney. Because he was like, I don't want to be the one to ruin everybody's fucking day. Yeah. Here's a way. <laughs> here's a way to, uh, you know, kind of do whatever. Yeah. And, like. You you guys can make the sequel trilogy. I'm not gonna touch that because, although I like Thrawn and all, I don't mm-hmm. think I would have made that same story. You know what I mean? So he's like, I'm just gonna sell it for six billion and call it good. <laughs> all right, here, here's a hypothetical pose. Okay. So, okay. Original trilogy four, five, six. Yeah. When the prequels came out, instead of making those, they make the sequels to this movie. Or to the series, mm. and then they would have everyone aged appropriately. And I then, and keep in mind it's the same graphics, so it's going to be all CGI, all shitty, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa, like so when the and prequels do the prequels out, in the last in. like ten years. Yeah, I mean, I would have preferred that because then they would have been able to stick with the same storylines that they had originally. Um, kind of crafted yeah but i i'm still okay with what we've got because there was so much so yeah. much lore yeah. built up within the uh within the books dude it, and it I went mean, just... it went from way back in the past <sighs> way in the future to oh like, yeah no was, the the the, going on. the the legends uh the 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 legacy comics yeah are like 130 some odd years in the future yeah from like the original dead, trilogy basically. <laughs> oh yeah no everyone's dead uh jedi are all dead again sith are all back it is <laughs> a whole bunch of shit it's all in vain motherfuckers <laughs> i and i i think the point was to emphasize just kind of the cyclical nature of everything yeah um so i was i was a huge huge fan of all those books though like i want to look at this this oh yeah no look at the timeline look at the okay so yeah so you had let's see i've read the bounty hunter wars with the mandalorian slave ship and hard merchandise so so good it is really good (laughs) like 
that's, you get that's so they... much. You get so much of Dengar. Yeah, like, Dengar's shit. a badass. He's a badass with a heart. You know, like he ends up kind of being an okay dude in the end. I feel. Yeah. Like. Um. But and that one is also where Boba Fett kind of got like uh, the book of Boba Fett got its mm-hmm. idea to bring. That's him back. where they pulled like yep. everything from those. the idea of Fett surviving. Yep. Truza um, um, Bakura was the next one. Courtship of Princess Leia. I did read that one, and it was fine. Um, but then, then there was the Thrawn trilogy, which is the first series that I read. Obviously, the series we're talking about starting now. Yep. Um, then we had, oh, the Jedi Academy trilogy. Was that that really one? Good? That it's one so is good. actually like so one of good, my man. favorite because of some of the scenes, that, dude. And it's it's not a huge spoiler, but it's kind of a spoiler, like. The Jedi pulling the Star Destroyer and like shoving it, like the whole dude, thing. That, the whole thing. The just... whole thing that Star Killer does in yeah. Um, in in uh, oh my god, Force Unleashed. Force, Force Unleashed. Unleashed. Yeah, the whole thing that Star Killer does in Force Unleashed, where he pulls the Star Destroyer out of the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was from the books. That was from the tales of the or the New Jedi stuff, like. And I, I've, I've been kind of trolling some people on that lately because I've seen some posts where it's like Darth Vader in the Kenobi show pulling the ship oh, down. Yeah. Oh, people yeah. Going, people posting oh. the, the Star Killer one going, oh, the OG. And I'm like, bitch, you don't even know the OG. <laughs> so I, yeah. Who did that in the books? It's it's so I, I can't go into it. I just oh, can't do fine. it. I can't do fine, it yet because fine. there yeah, are some spoilers. There's some Thrawn spoilers in that series, and I can't so, really can't. One of my I heard someone like force pushes a planet onto Chewie and kills him. That's way it's, way way. It's, in the future. it's not a planet; it's a moon, and it's not yeah. really the force that does it. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, they they in in the Legends canon, they did eventually kill off Chewbacca, but uh, it's but it way, basically way it basically took. I I mean it's like thirty years in the future from it was, like where we are right now. Was but it Vector it, Prime or was it the Onslaught one? Uh, uh, oh shit! I, I think, think it was Vector Onslaught. Prime. Was it Vector? Okay, mm, hang on. Because that's when they introduced the Yusen Vong. Yeah, and the uh, Yusen Vong is the the original reason for Thrawn being put into the Outer Rim. See, I want to get into those uh, motherfuckers. Uh, 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 it was Vector Prime. Okay, cool. So Thank it was you. it was that was Salvatore. Oh, that was already yeah, Salvatore Ari writing Salvatore. that one. Did he? Was he the one that did the Darth Maul book too, Shadow Hunter? Uh, no, that was Reeves. Okay, okay, that was Michael Reeves, and that book was incredible. It was actually um, like a year and a half after Episode One came out that that one yeah, yeah. dropped too. But yep, and it was a prequel dude. to Episode One. Yeah, because oh man, it was so good. Because that it was really before, shows. Well, because that was before they decided that Maul was going to have survived the whole, or at least his upper half was going <laughs> to have survived the battle <laughs> yeah. with Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. and show up again. So That's, here's, yeah. I got I pose a question in this timeline. Keep in mind this is Disney edited. Mm-hmm. It has the episode one, two, and three. Yeah, is that canon or legend? So this, these timelines they added it in just to show you because there are some legends books that did come out after episode one, two, and three came out. Yep. Okay. The, the legends, the legends canon continued until what was it twenty fourteen when they announced 15. the uh, 
Yep. Basically, Disney, when Disney bought the series, it was like two days later. They were like, yeah, we're just going to turn all those books into legends and start fresh with the Aftermath series. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, which I still love. It's good. It's good. It is but, good. I mean, I was, I was a My Chuck Wendig. My expectations were high. I was a Chuck Wendig fan before... Uh, before he picked it out. before he got the contract for the Aftermath trilogy, and I've been a Chuck Wendig fan since. Um, I do like some of the little breakaway stories that came. Oh out man, that. some of like, his dude again. The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian finding Boba Fett's armor on yeah, no, Timothy um, Oliphant comes from that. <laughs> yeah, from that series. Um, the the Marshal. Um, exactly, Tim Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> but he like he's the one. That find the buys the armor from the Jawas. Yeah, no. Well, buys is an interesting. Uh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, no, but and that Cobb came Vanth, from what book? Uh, the, so the the character the character of Cobb Vanth, Timothy Oliphant's character from the yeah. Mandalorian. Cobb cool. Vanth made his first appearance in uh, an interstitial chapter in uh, Star Wars Aftermath by Chuck Wendig. Was it? I think it was the second book of that series too. Yeah. Um, so the, the Wendig, recent one, the Wendig legend? wrote, uh, no, so these are new canon. These are the, oh, new, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah, the, the aftermath trilogy by Chuck Wendig, uh, has interstitial chapters. So most of it is focusing on uh, a young man named Temin Wexley, uh, and Temin, um, is just kind of this kid who's caught up in, everything after the empire falls but so in between chapters focusing on temin and his mom and the various other stuff they're involved in we get chapters focusing on han and chewy when they figure out when they're deciding what they're going to do we get chapters uh, uh that are like people on coruscant as they're like pulling the statue of palpatine down yeah you know we get all of these interstitial chapters that are dealing with different characters and like one of those of power during one of those chapters yeah. introduces the character of Cobb Vanth as he's basically uh, wandering up to a bunch of Jawas and saying, "Hey, this uh, this suit of Mandalorian armor y'all got here, I'm taking." Yeah, <laughs> and that's how he ends up with Boba Fett's armor uh, after the Jawas stripped it off Boba's unconscious yep. body. I was so stoked in Mandalorian season two when, oh, when it, I was like, yes. "Are you serious? That cop <laughs> really? Oh my mm -hmm. god!" And he was a badass too. I love the way that Oliphant played him. He plays um, him. I, I mean, it, it's literally just his character from um, Yeah, fucking what is justified? He's, type, he's <laughs> just typecasted at that point. Yeah, no, but it's so good. It, yeah, it's so it so good. It is. I think that's one of the best parts about all of these books, and especially all the Legends books now. Um, yeah, like now that now that they're now that everything's legends, they can still pull from that, yes. you know, and they still do pull from that constantly. We've seen it in numerous properties and even even Zahn has been brought back on board to reintroduce Thrawn. Yep. With the Thrawn ascendancy. Yeah, trilogy. he has a whole which I mean, it's fine. It's amazing. It's it's it's, it's different. It's a good way to introduce his. His character, his species, where he came from, yeah. how he moved up in the ranks. I think. Oh, I read hey, the, look! Here's more to us. So that that's the yeah. the current one that's canon that I bought on accident, right? Correct. Hey, yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. That would do it. And I did. I read the first book of that 
um, but it was a free audio book, so I didn't necessarily read it, but I need to get the other two books to finish those. I, I hear that they're really good, that he works with Vader a little bit and does some mm-hmm. cool shit. Well, and, um, and they'd established, again, back in the, the Aftermath trilogy, they had established the presence of Thrawn yeah. in universe in the, I want to say in the third book of the Aftermath trilogy. Yeah, it was uh, a very brief, brief, like... Very, very brief. Talking about a Grand Admiral who was operating out in the um, unknown regions. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And Ooh. it's like, okay, okay, we've got a we've got a, a Grand Admiral still somewhere out in the yeah. like, outer reaches of the galaxy. And he's, you know, starting to kind of make his presence known. And it's just like, all right, here we go. I definitely got really excited when i was reading that aftermath series like they are gonna do so much with this like aftermath series was really good a little so for me the expectations for it were so high because of the thrawn trilogy yes because the thrawn trilogy to me was the original sequel trilogy yes and, and, it's been and considered suddenly the aftermath forever. books the aftermath books had some really big shoes to fill and you had to go into it unlearning everything that you knew and like it I was, was going such through all the a jedi right approach to everything for the people who knew the old canon yep and to me i'm fine with it i'm i'm cool with it a new story you know we get yeah. basically a whole new timeline like the the original starting with the thrawn trilogy that was the the new timeline you know and, yeah and we had all those books that came from it and now when the aftermath series came out i was just like all right, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do what I can to forget everything. And they just gave us all these little hints and and sprinkled in some things like with the Jawas and the Boba Fett armor and with Thrawn being mentioned. And I think there was some other really cool like callbacks to some things there were Um, there were quite a few that was the fun thing there were there were little continuity nods to the original expanded universe throughout that whole trilogy. And it was it was very clear that uh, that Wendig had an appreciation for the right. the original EU, and I think and it was that clear he that... knew that it was going to be kind of controversial that they were oh absolutely like, restarting. I think Disney everything. knew that too, though. Like Disney oh, yeah. had to have known that they were going to get backlash from it. And, oh yeah. I mean, that's why we got Thrawn and Rebels. And <laughs> yes, why we're getting was. Thrawn that's in the live single action, reason like. why though. Absolutely, because yeah, dude, Thrawn. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, this you this story really that we're like... reading, this story that we're reading is essential. It is by far. If if you only it could have three books from the original legends, text. it is it a is, foundational text for the Star Wars universe. This is the wills, basically. Yes, <laughs> this is this is the ancient Jedi texts. This is this yeah. is, and the as close to the original kind of concept of Star Wars that George Lucas had first proposed back in the 70s. Yeah, and, and you cannot just... take this series and completely get rid of Thrawn. You can't buy Star Wars and get rid of Thrawn. Thrawn comes with Star Wars. Like, th- this book, everything that happens in this book, like, I can almost guarantee, and we're going to talk about this more later in the third book, um, when when we go through the third book and have that season happen, it's going to be a while from now. But I really think that most of the characters that we see in this are going to show up in the next live action. We're going to see Thrawn. 
We're gonna see Paleon. We're gonna see Winter. We're, oh, we're, we're man. gonna see Taylor Card. We're gonna see Mara Jade. Like we're gonna see all of these people. I am almost positive that they're gonna Winter. Do it. Okay. No spoilers. So, <laughs> just as a like a smart handmaiden. Okay. Uh, no spoilers. Is important. Let's see this. You know who else we saw as a very smart handmaiden? Uh, Padme. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that and we we get a lot more of Winter later on, but like I love her so much. She's great. Um uh I I think I like I said, I, I just really think that all these characters like like Card um and we're going to see some oh, Isalamari. We're going to see Isalamari so cool. come in. Like, he's, he's so much fun. Oh, and, I and, I like him just in the first one. I I can only imagine oh, how yeah. he changes. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. No, he's, but I he remains you know, a, a fairly change. important character for a while. For a while, yeah, he stays around for for a long time. He comes around, um, but so I think another thing that they're gonna do is take points from this story and introduce characters that we know from new canon as characters that they should be from *Air of the Empire*. Mm-hmm. Example. So I think, and just I'm gonna give one little example of how I think they're gonna run this new Thrawn series because I I can almost guarantee that with Ahsoka name-dropping Thrawn in Mandalorian Season 2, they're going on the path to doing their own original Thrawn trilogy, basically. Within the live-action canon. Yeah, and they're going to take plot points. It's going to be an Avengers-esque thing. You're going to have different stories from mm-hmm. from Mandalorian, from Ahsoka, from Boba Fett, and they're all going to wrap together and become this one giant movie or series that where they're facing Thrawn, right? And so I think personally... That, that this is the one thing that I want to say. Joris Seboth. How do you how do you pronounce this, Phil? Seboth. Seboth. See, you don't even know. Nobody even knows. <laughs> and, uh, that's the beauty yeah. of no. So that's that's the beauty of writing Star Wars and <laughs> yeah. not filming Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. You don't. I, this is something. Okay. This is something that George R. R. Martin has talked about. Hermione or Hermione. People not. Not pronouncing characters. With, with, with George R. R. Martin was like, I don't have to worry about how you pronounce, you know, uh Ziri Zoran Zaxos or whomever. Uh, you you can you can have these characters and you can have them have these incredibly inarticulate to the English speaker uh names. And how are they pronounced? Who knows? Right. Make it make it up for yourself. You figure it out. I never but, knew that. The so Texas? God. So I think. Oh my God. Both. I, I just I say remembered C-Both. his name terrifyingly well. Zara. <laughs> I said Ziri. It's Zaro Zoan Daxos, as far as the uh, wow. the the Quarthy merchant guy from Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, it's been. God, it's been like ten years since I read those books. That's. So, terrifying. <laughs> I've heard so many different like enunciations or pronunciations for it. Sabath. Sabath. What's the one that you? Sabaoth. What's the one that you had, Justin? Uh, Sibayath. Sibayath, and then Kabaoth. 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 That's the other one. Kabaoth. Kabaoth. Yeah. The hard. No, the 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 hard C is is there's a precedent for it. Lord of the Rings has Celeborn. Uh, whose name is spelled C E L E B O R N, but it's it's a hard C, so it's the Kel. 
I think you just take a cell or uh, you can say those names however you want to. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm just, just going to say Sibo. Um, I've always said Tolkien, Tolkien was a linguist, though, so he actually had like structural reasons for spelling the names the way he did. Um, so back to my so original this... thing, because I because I think that this this makes a lot of sense in my head. Tell me what you guys think. You've both seen Rebels, right? You've yeah. both seen the end of Rebels yeah. when Ezra takes the whales and he mm-hmm. shoots them off into space. Hyperspace right? male whales. Right. So think about it. In the, th- in the Thrawn you trilogy, keep your nuclear whistles. In the in the in this book in particular, Thrawn comes out of nowhere and he kind of talks about that he was in the outer rim when uh, he yeah. was was uh, exploring basically or doing a mission for the Emperor, and he comes back to the Republic basically or the rebels basically beating the empire and that's why thrawn has to take over the army right who does he come back with like basically he comes back with a jedi right joris see both and he's an evil jedi so how how possible do you think it would be that ezra Dirt takes seaboth's place and he's the jedi do. that maybe maybe you know, over time, because I, I could see Thrawn capturing Ezra, gets manipulated, gets put through torture, gets through all sorts of Especially stuff. Especially by Thrawn. And then what happens when Ezra meets Luke Skywalker? See, I think that this is going to be a lot of fun. And, and for me personally, doing this series, the Thrawn trilogy, to me is leading up to the Ahsoka series. Mm-hmm. We're going to be done with book three before the Ahsoka series comes out. That's in uh, cool. like next year sometime, next, next mm-hmm. spring. And I, I'm pretty sure it's next spring. Mandalorian three comes out in uh, January, and Ahsoka comes out in March, if I'm not mistaken. I could crazy. I could be very mistaken, but either way, I as we talk about these books and as we go through this, um, I really feel like we're all gonna see some similarities f- um, between the new canon and the old canon. And how mm-hmm. they're combining stuff and how they're, yeah. they're doing it right. And I think Dave Filoni and John Favreau mm-hmm. know what the F they're doing. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that's on to them about it. <laughs> because, no. Uh, no. Yeah, no, Ahsoka <laughs> is set to drop sometime next year. Sometime. Okay. Ru- mm-hmm. I think some rumors I've read have been spring, like late spring, early summer, something like that. Um. Do but you I believe did... that'll be the the true start of this Thrawn theory, or I think the true start happening. of it was when Ahsoka said, "Where's Thrawn?" Where's Thrawn in, in Mandalorian season two, episode six, I think. Mm. Um, but I I think that was the very beginning of it. It's like, and again, this is this is why I think this is kind of going to take the Avengers route, and it's going to get to the point where or or Defenders, like the Netflix series where you had Daredevil, mm, yeah. Iron Fist, those four characters that then came to be together in a Defenders series. It's going to be the same thing with Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and whatever other character they decide to introduce, which I think originally was supposed to be Gina. Um, oh, with Gina's um, character. Cara, uh, Cara Dune. Cara Dune, Cara Dune yes, thank yeah. you. I, I think that originally her character was supposed to take part of this as well, and that the Rangers of the New Republic was going to be the fourth spot of that, um, that storyline. Again, things things happen, whatever. But I think the basis is there, and I think it's it can it can actually work. And the way that these guys that are running 
this whole Disney Plus um, whatever series. Universe. The, the, yeah, the way that they love Star Wars makes me really have hope. A that considerable they're gonna do amount like of hope. This. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, like this, that's why I want to talk about these books because A, they're some of my favorite books ever um, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I, I love to read. I always have since I was a little kid. And... And I love new characters, you know, when, when I, I do, man, you ask any of my family, like my stepmom or my dad, they'll be like, that kid was never not reading. Hell yeah, man. And like it, it's just, you know, it it means a lot to me. This story holds a a very special place in my Star Wars heart and in my life. Um, I, I can remember the first time I read this book and the second and third time I read this book and like... You know, and and having all the theories and stuff when, when, when the, when Disney wasn't even when Clone Wars the series wasn't even out yet, having theories about things. You know, when when Episode Three wasn't even out yet, and having theories about Thrawn and how they could bring him into Star Wars. You know, and <laughs> and like it's it's cool, and I'm I'm really happy that you guys are here to talk about this with me, um, because I I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Like it's. You know, we got a we got a whole kind of series going on. Um, with with this first book, it's gonna be split into a few different episodes, and then shortly after that book, Andor comes out, or after this, shortly after this season finishes, Andor comes out, which I know Soon. Justin, Justin and I will be doing that. Phil, I'm sure you can take some part in some. I'm booking some guests for that. So if cool, you be let part me know. That, I'll, I'll probably be around. No, um, but I know Phil. I, I I think I think you're in for all the books, right? Oh yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. no. So I'm Phil's gonna be here for *Air of the Empire*, *Dark Force Rising*, and, and Last *The Last Command*. Yep. Um, and that's that. That's awesome to me because Bill, is, er, sorry, Bill, Phil is a huge bookworm. That's, <laughs> and he knows his shit. So I'm I'm really excited to have you on board with this. I'm excited to have Justin here because this is the first time you've read this series, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh hell yeah! Correct. I, I I've I've always wanted to. But never have. I was not big into books. I was a TV guy. That just is the icing on the cake. No, nah, that's series. fair. I get you it. Know? I'm a book guy now, so this was like easy. <laughs> and then once uh, I started getting into the like, I was bugging Josh forever. I'm like, what's going? What's going to happen? And he's like, no, you have to read it. I'm like, oh. And then I'm, <laughs> then I started getting into chapter four or five, and I'm like, all right, is this foreshadowing or uh, tell me tell me what's what's just going? Keep on reading. <laughs> Just get it. Keep going. But like, oh, this book was so fun for me. Being a, being part of the first time reading it, it was so fun. I could see the the images of the scenes playing out, uh, like how descriptive Timothy Zahn is with the body language. Yes. Like I, I literally see that happening, like in my mind's eye, or like when you you have that reading moment, right? But. It was easy, easy read, easy to follow. Like, ah, I, I'm so happy I, re- I read this. I'm so happy that you're happy that you read it because I was a little, <laughs> you know, I was a little nervous. I remember, like, when we first started talking about doing this, I was like, okay, so when you read it, you got to remember that the only thing that we had from Star Wars when this book came out was A New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. That was it. There See, was that was a hard... Else. 
Okay, Phil. That was I, really I see hard. where you, I see what you're doing here, and Splinter of the Mind's Eye doesn't count. <laughs> I wasn't actually going to go with Splinter of the Mind's Eye, though I do own a copy of that. Uh, I was going to go with the uh, Holiday Special. Oh, uh, well, you got to bring in Ewoks and droids then too if you're going to bring in the yes. Holiday Special. Yes, I do. I'll bring the Holiday Special up later. Don't worry. The what I mean special, by that, the Ewok adventures, uh, <laughs> droids. Have you guys ever so, watched the Ewok or, or cartoons? Yeah, that's that's yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I recently did. They're horrible. Yes, they are pretty bad. I do like them though. What I mean is like this was our we did, we only had as far as main story goes and like stuff that matters. <laughs> we only had a New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. Yeah. Um, and so. Justin, going into this, I was like, just don't forget that the clones weren't around. The Clone Wars hadn't happened. We haven't seen episode one, two, or three yet. We didn't have Jango Fett. We didn't right. have. We didn't have the idea that the Clone Wars were only involving clones of one particular person. Exactly. The there individual was individual of the Sith. Yeah, there was. That there was, was. There was a lot of. There was a lot of uncertainty as to what the Clone Wars actually still right. were, which was which was cool to me because that was one of my biggest <sighs> questions with A New Hope. You know, Such when, a great when Luke says you fought in the Clone Wars, you're like, what the f are the Clone Wars? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get some Thrawn, and you're like, oh my god, clones! They're bringing clones into this. What is he? What? Like, it was, uh, it was mind-boggling. To, yeah. to say the least, to yeah. and just just to read it and be like, oh, oh my God, this is this is incredible, and then of course the prequels came out and we learned exactly what George Lucas was doing with his Clone Wars and stuff. But that's beside the point. Um, Justin, like going into this before you started reading it and hearing all of that from me, how are you feeling right now? No, no, no. Before we went in, before you started oh. reading the book, before, like, and me telling you, like, you know, it sounded don't like worry about the Clone Wars. Work. Like, <laughs> like, you have to understand, I, I, I was never a person to be around books. I, I wasn't a big reader until recently, so it was work. But once I got into, like, past chapter one, it was, like, two, so it was, like, or page 25, I was hooked. I was like, oh, I already have quick. my questions and my theories. And it, but it, it, was, it was fun. What hooked you was Thrawn's maneuver, right? At the very oh, beginning God, of yeah. the book, where he turns the Star Destroyer to the side and, like, blasts that whole Republic army out of the sky, basically. He's <laughs> like, takes I'm gonna out show an you entire task force. Yeah. With minimal effort. Yeah. And, and did it all by art. And that, he, that was impressive. Right. His, what a new his, concept for Star Wars for art, his, you know, to for that his, to be a thing. His ability to analyze a an entire species just based on their art. It's like, okay, here's here's the culture here, here's the culture of this entire planet. Yeah. Now I can tell you how they're going to behave how they're going to attack, in a yeah. military engagement. Um, okay, I I I tended to side a lot with uh, with Captain Palehan a lot uh, in just his skepticism. Yeah. Um, 
But then I started thinking about like Pelé on himself and it's like, okay, you're talking about this guy who's got 50 years of experience, right? That puts him as being in the Navy in the old Republic. So knowing so much. Because the actual Imperial, uh, the Empire hadn't existed for Mm -hmm. that long. Mm Mm-hmm just timeline wise it's like okay so you were military through the transition from the old republic to the empire right i think he spent a lot of that transitional time in the outer rim though didn't oh he? Yeah. paleon um oh no paleon no no yeah no 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 not no but paleon paleon yeah paleon was uh, at the battle of endor he was one of the leaders of the you see him like on screen i think don't you or at least you see his Star Destroyer or something like that. Um, Probably. But he does talk about being at that battle and how the Emperor kind yeah. of lost command and, like, Thrawn, you know, brought brings that up a few times where he's like, you know, if I was there, we wouldn't have lost. And yeah. this he book says really the, makes you think that. Like, you believe always, that by the end of this book. He always says, uh, says Vader was in command of this battle. When in the movies, he didn't really appear that. He was busy with Luke trying to do whatever he was doing. Turn him, yeah. fight him, right. get it. But, but, but if Thrawn was in control, there okay. wouldn't have been a loss. you know. Yeah. And, and again, like it's hard when you first read this book. You're like, He's, is he really that big of a badass? See, Justin, you've already seen Rebels, and you've seen that Thrawn is quite the badass. Yes. Well, and but, that's, that's where they brought Peleon back. So they dropped in him in okay. in Rebels. Okay. They're like, hey, no, we're going to establish this guy as working for Thrawn That's right. in the, the Rebels timeline. He didn't die, did he? Uh, I don't think he died in Rebels. I don't Rebels. think he died. I don't think he died. I think he, uh, I think he went with them. Yeah. With the, with the space octopi or whatever. <laughs> the the Pergil or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Space whales. The Star Wars version of the Star Trek <laughs> whales. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Pergil. <clears throat> See, I'm so happy I just started uh, rewatching Rebels. I, I skipped the first half of season one because that's, you know. As you do. <laughs> but now it's getting good. Ouch. Got into the Grand Inquisitor. But, like, comparing this to, like, the fresh wa- watch of that, I'm it's, uh, that's exciting to me. To actually yeah. really cement the, the ideas that it uh, hopefully pulled from the book. You know, I'm glad you're watching that because especially now reading this series a little bit, you're going to see, and I know that after we're done recording this, you're going to go like right out and read the next book, and that's totally fine. Oh, I am. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you'll be watching Rebels as well, so once you start seeing Thrawn and Rebels, you're really going to see some similarities between the characters. Like, they did an amazing job making sure that Thrawn stayed true to the original book. Yep, to um, the concept even. Exactly. His, the way he uses art to his advantage, the way he's cool, calm, and collective. You know, he can still kick your ass in a one-on-one fight. Um, I haven't gotten that feeling from him yet. They haven't and, really described him physically other than as tall and slender. Oh. oh. That's true. What you got? Uh, I, I, I had to go <laughs> digging because I was trying to find out what had ended up happening to Peleon. Uh, oh yeah! In, 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 no spoilers. In, no, no. Uh, legends in like legends canon. He he dies like 
15 years after, after this. all of this yeah. like yeah it takes a while for him to uh go no longer longer like 25 years after this i think it was right before uh, right before the new jedi order it, it's in the middle of everything with um uh the um blood uh the, the legacy star wars legacy uh, oh era. okay yeah okay. so so but he didn't die in rebels no okay I don't so, think so. Anyway, so it, it was it was only in, he was only in like that last episode though. Just proving my point, he's gonna be yeah. back in. Was in he this like a, a background character? Did they say his Kinda. name or anything? I, yeah, they know? actually gave him his first name. That's right. Uh, in Rebels, they gave him his first name for the first time. Uh, um, well, for the first time in in new canon stuff. Anyway, yeah. You know what else got its name for the first time? Cliffhanger? Join us next week for the answer to that last question. If you have any guesses as to what else the Thrawn series introduced, let us know on Twitter at QuestMeTMA or send us an email at QuestMeTMA at gmail.com. Once again, I want to thank all of you guys for listening to this first episode of this very special in-between season of QuestMe. Join us again next week for more Thrawn talk. And I hope all of you have a great week. And could somebody get this walking carpet out of the way?